This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Without further ado, welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, and advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I am your host, Megan Mattoon, and today from the comfort of our own homes, except for me, I'm in Vermont and somebody else's home, we have Amy Ordman and Jack Dodge here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. You guys listening may know Amy and Jack from their podcast, Dating Straight, or their respective YouTube channels, but... You may not know that they met on Twitter. We totally did. How did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) usually I do a lot of deep diving or me. I'm taking credit for something my assistant does. Um, Usually us as a team uh, go and stalk all my guests. But this time I was like, oh, I want to like listen to a bunch of podcasts or interviews that they've done with other people. Usually I listen to their podcasts too. But I was like, I want to know like something that maybe they don't know that I know. But yeah, that's so interesting <laughs> meeting on Twitter. How did that happen? We were both friends with Troy Sivan, like somehow. I don't even know. I like, I know his older brother and Jack knew him from Twitter as well. I was like somehow a fan <laughs> that became a friend. Like it didn't make any sense, but suddenly I was just in his circle and then and then we were like, hey, and then uh, honestly, I've met, I just realized like literally all of my friends through the internet, like all of my close friends. That is so cool. I was thinking about that the other day. I was talking to someone being like, it's so hard to meet people on the internet talking about dating. Mm-hmm. But then I, when I looked at it, almost all of my friends too are from the internet, like all my close group of friends. What was it like for you guys? Were you just like in each other's mentions or how did you even know about each other? Wow. The two of you? I don't, I don't recall. Like it must have been a, I don't know, Jack, do you remember? I, I think back in the day it was different. Like I think now it's much harder because, um, YouTube is just a completely different platform now. Like back in the day, I feel like it was very Mm. community oriented, like if somebody, for instance, if Troy liked a video, like just liked it, it would go yeah. on his front page, right? So like I would see who he was watching. And through that, I think we just- I think that was it. That makes know, so much that sense. That must have been it. Vibed. Yeah. 
Wow. So it would be really hard now if people were to want to find internet friends. Well, right? (laughs) Wishing you the best. I think that also like (laughs) us being gay and I mean, I didn't have any gay friends or like gay out friends really. And Jack the same, like you do kind of have to seek community online. And I know that that's certainly the gay experience from what I've like you hear about all these lesbians meeting on Tumblr, etc. <laughs> really? mm-hmm. Oh my God, I canceled my Tumblr a long time ago because I couldn't handle all of the controversy about me. People love making pages about people <gasps> and saying mean things. There's controversy. Yeah, oh tell God, us what's the, the controversy. Tea. It was like, I can't even remember. It, I forgot what they're called. I guess maybe like confession blogs. And it was supposed to be, you can say anything good, bad or otherwise. Mm. And I'm sure people said a lot of good stuff, but the only things I can remember were all the bad things. And so I was like, oh, I'm deleting this instantly. Mm. But okay, so Tumblr was good for the lesbian community. And I'm so like, how do you find a community online because it's so big, regardless of like the niche? Like, how do you find the niche people? Um, I, I mean, like there were the Tyler Oakley's, the Hannah Hart's, so I don't know, like the, they were there. They were, if you're looking for it, it's there. And I was certainly looking for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I was just going to say like going back sort of to what Amy said about the queerness or our queerness being a driving force. Like neither of us were out at the time, but like vibes, I don't know. Yeah. It's your gaydar vibes. knows. Yeah. Your gaydar just it's knows. Vibes. So like. I made a lot of friends on the internet just by like cycling. I feel like it was like speed dating. Like you meet a lot of people all at once, but the ones that you really connect with and stick with, um, for me ended up just also being gay. And that was because that's what I was looking for. Um, so I feel like that's, I just met so many people and the ones who I just connected with, one of which was Amy, um, are my friends now. It's like digital manifestation. Like the, what you put out, you will receive. Yes. Yeah. Oh, love that. Okay. And then Suka guys met on the internet and then you met in person finally, hit it off. Right? Honestly, I'm just like, I'm making this I, up. I don't think that we no. really hit it off the first time that we met. <laughs> no, we did not. I was, Wait, what? I went to LA um, I because I had never been there before. And like after high school. I honestly don't remember, but I hit up Jack because he had like 6,000 subscribers. He was like huge at the time in my eyes. I had like 2000 subscribers and I was like, let's collab or even less than that. Maybe I was like, let's collab. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is a big deal. Like this is my big break. So I went to LA and he picked me up from the hostel that I was staying at banana bungalow shout out it's really fun if you're coming to LA on a budget um and we went to his no we went to his his aunt's house (laughs) because Jack lived in San Diego at the time he was visiting for Thanksgiving and so went there collabed it was honestly like awkward because of course it was a horrible, horrible oh tin God. can yeah. challenge. Yep. Like I was literally 16. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and we did not hit it off at all. You also met my whole family, which was weird. <laughs> yeah. And 
And it was not that fun. But for some reason, the gayness, I think, just stuck we and did, we remained yeah. talking. Yeah. And then I, I went to VidCon with Jack like the next year. But then that's when we like actually started having fun <laughs> with each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Does anyone talk about how awkward collabs are when you don't know the people? Like, has any YouTube person ever talked about how awful it is? I don't do that anymore. But I don't either. But like, we used to. (laughs) We did. And it was, and like, we've never met these people before. And we're going over to each other's houses and like pretending we're best friends. Like, it's kind of a weird situation. It is. But I feel like also if you're watching someone, like if you see their videos, I feel like anyone who watches my videos or even like listens to the podcast kind of gets, you know, kind of knows who, what I'm about, you know? So maybe it's like a little less weird, but yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) I mean, like when you, when you jump into different kind of ponds of YouTube, cause you know, there's like kind of like clicks. Like if you watch Mean Girls and it has like that overlay of like, this is where the jocks sit and this is where like the art kids yeah. sit. It's kind of like that in the YouTube community. And it's weird sometimes when you are hopping over to the other table and doing some cinnamon challenge with someone. And it's like, what if you don't vibe like and you're in their house and it's and you're hungry and you can't ask for anything? It's just like a lot. Megan, who I've was your like most awkward before. collab that you've ever had? <laughs> Tell oh us. God. It's been so long that I've collabed with anyone that I can't even remember. But I remember I've collabed with one person and ended up dating them, which was really Oh my god, I love that. Oh my god. The longest collab in history. That's everything. <laughs> yeah, relationships are a collab. Oh my God. Do you have any horror collab stories, Jack? I mean, other than Amy and I's, which is genuinely horrible and not funny to watch to this day. Like I tried to watch it recently no. and uh-uh. it's not at all it's on funny private, actually. Right? Yeah. Um, you and privated yours? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we've actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we've done a lot of really... weird things like we did the is it the the spit challenge where you like try not to laugh and you just like like you fill your mouth with water and you spit all over each other that also was weird that is a good video (laughs) how dare you but (laughs) that one stands up no I mean there aren't any horrors but there are definitely looking back like what was I thinking if anyone did the spit challenge now literally me if anyone did the spit challenge now, I feel like it'd be that would be horror <laughs> for quarantine. Yes. Oh my god, you're so right. Speaking of quarantine, yeah, just illegal. What stage of quarantine are you guys <laughs> both in right now? Like, if you could give your, because we're I don't know five months in, six months. Mm-hmm. What would you mm-hmm. title this chapter of quarantine? Um, I am past banana bread. I've had that phase. I think maybe I'm just like into the like relaxation phase. (laughs) Is that a phase? I'm just, I'm just watching Gossip Girl and going on hikes and podcasting. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to call that the relaxation. XOXO relaxation. Or like. We'll call it that. Oh my God, that's good. Well, my therapist told me that I, I put myself in rehab. So maybe oh, it's the right. rehab phase. <gasps> I mean, yes, I'm yes. not actually in rehab. I'm at home. <laughs> okay, okay. Just no, wanted to clear that up. 
Okay, Jack, what about yours? <laughs> Your title of quarantine. Um, well, I'm actually right now stuck at home with my parents. So um, I would say I'm in a mixture of like, like 16 again. Oh. I feel like I'm, you know, at in high school and I can't leave the house <laughs> and I'm, you know, can't like sneak out and like go date boys and I can't like, Cute. I don't know. It's just, I feel like I'm, I'm in my room, my childhood room. I just feel like I'm a wow, youth. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> Has anything come up from your childhood since you're kind of surrounded by your adolescence? Um, I think I appreciate my parents a lot more. I think I'm, I mean, I'm also in this stage, I'm sure as we all are, of just like looking back on our lives pre-quarantine, being like, wow, my life was really easy, but also like, and that's good, but also maybe it shouldn't be that easy. And maybe I should look at myself and really look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, here are some things that I could have improved upon and learn about myself more. So I feel like um, I'm learning about myself while also learning about them and learning that they are like real humans who aren't just my parents. Um, like I feel like my parents just began to be humans when I was born, but I'm now slowly learning that like, oh, they actually are, were also like my age at one right? point. Like, <laughs> and they've had entire lives. Yeah. I just asked my dad the, for the first time, like what it was like moving across the country or across the world to America. Like I've never talked about this before with my dad. And it's just crazy that, yeah, wow. quarantine has given me the time and the curiosity to go, hang on, you're a full person before I became in this world and then became your yes. world. So like, let's go mm -hmm. all the way back. I mean, they say that parenting is the thankless job. And not, the older I get, the more I'm like, wow, I, I yeah, mm -hmm. I've never thanked them for anything. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, Amy, what have you learned about yourself during this time in quarantine? Um, I have learned that it's okay to pause and take a break when you don't know like the next move that you want to make. You just kind of should stop and then look around. I mean, I've been making YouTube videos for, it feels like forever. Um, so I kind of stopped for like the past, I don't know, month, two months or something. And it's been really interesting because that literally defined me. Like if a, if a video didn't perform well or whatever, I would be like, oh, well, I'm terrible and not funny and everyone hates me. So I'm, I'm trying to like redefine how I think of myself and that YouTube is like the most fun and creative job that I could have. So I I want to like put fun and creativity into yeah, it. Yeah, well, I feel like, were you uploading every single week? Mm, it, I, at a point in my life, I yeah. was uploading twice a week for like, I didn't take a break for a year. And then, you know, that crumbled, took a little break. <laughs> and then I was like once a week or two, but I, yeah. I think it's so important uh, though, because I went through that <laughs> as well. And I think when I was stalking you guys, Jack, you would mention something similar of like <laughs> making a new channel because the other one was a lot of pressure, I think. And then you ended up making that second one. And then you're like, I don't want to do any of this. It's so... <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, call that out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like that too. And I, I, I'm so interested in maybe what people that watch us think 
because usually, I mean, now they think we're lazy. Really? No way. <laughs> That's what they think. But like, how? Yeah. It's so much yeah, work. People gotta know. We we have. A friend, Alex Weiss, and she also just made a video being like, I'm taking a break. And there were so many comments on that being like, like how much time can it really take to do one video? You sit down, you think of a video, you film it, and you edit it, you upload. It's like not a big deal. But they don't think about like the emotional toll, <laughs> like even creative toll that comes along with like putting your whole self online. So or even showing up to sit in front of a camera and open yeah, your mouth. Yeah, like yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's wild. I was about mm-hmm. to say this, like a similar thing. Like the emotional, like it is not, I genuinely believe this. It is not healthy to like sit in front of a camera and <laughs> pretend you're okay when you're not okay. And oh my God. It, oh, yeah. Like doing that over and over and over again, um, it, you lose who you are. Like I genuinely do think when I was also, I know I was vlogging pretty much every day for a while. Like I took my camera everywhere and putting so much of yourself online for other people to critique it really, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, Amy, your, my worth was based on views, watch time, comments, everything. And so taking that time to, I mean, I think all YouTubers who have done this, like you have to take time away and have a break and like relearn yourself kind of. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in the editing process of like picking yourself apart and cutting out jokes that you think are bad or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, putting filters on your face if, if you have like a pimple or something <laughs> like that. Like I've been through all of that too. And it's, it's crazy to think the days that I'm so low and have so much anxiety that I just like, I, I put on a song and I try and like change my, I don't know what it's called. It's not my biology, but you know, like your mindset and get in, like get your head in the game mm-hmm. and then film with this like fake smile. It's like, I think now people are becoming aware of authenticity and being so much more uh, sensitive to when you can tell in someone's eyes when things aren't okay. And like, I remember going through a lot of internal turmoil and then turning it on for the camera. And then I would see comments being like, this is what depression looks like. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, oh yes, God. but you're not supposed to see that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's crazy because the, like they say, like the camera doesn't lie and the people that are paying attention will pay attention to that. And, and they'll pay attention before you do. Like somebody else knew that I was going through something before I could even tell myself the the gravitas mm. of how serious mm. it was. I think it's also hard too, because I do see the other side. Like I watch YouTubers and I'm like, this, it is the easiest job in the world and it can be the easiest job in the world. If you really enjoy it, it's, there's nothing easier than putting out in a video that you are so mm-hmm. excited about. Um, but, so it's kind of weird to like, you know, complain so much, but it is, it's so fucking hard. It is hard. <laughs> it is the best it, job, but it, it is hard. Yeah. It's just emotional. What do you guys do whenever it starts to get really intense? I mean, I mean, you mentioned to taking a break, stepping back, but other than that, like if, if mm. other people are creating things, whether it be YouTube videos or musicians or artists, 
Um, especially in a time like this where comedians, like you don't want to be funny. The world is really bad right now. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you still mm-hmm. do your job in this climate? Like, ha- have you found anything that's helped you kind of keep it going? Yeah. I think you just be honest. People would much prefer to see like you being honest rather than trying to fake some sort of like smile or joke or whatever, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the same thing. I think there are, um, there's this YouTuber who's going completely viral. She's gained like 150,000 subscribers in like the past like two oh weeks God. or something crazy. Um, because she, her name's Kelly Stamps and she is blowing up because she is just so relatably normal. Like she is, does not put on a show. Um, and people see that right now, especially because you can't fake being happy right now. Um, and also another thing that my friend Levi told me, which I've been doing, which has helped a lot, is once I post a video, I only go on the comments section. I click the comments like button or whatever on your like studio app. And then I literally close my eyes and squint when the views pop up, when the likes pop up, when the watch time pops up. because. It's none of my business. Like, like I want to post what I want to post, and people want that. They people want what you know, what you like to post. The best videos are always the ones you feel best about. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. all of my close friends and we're like, what? What's your favorite video you've ever made? And we all say the one that we've made. And it's like, what's your most popular video? And it's like the one we hate the most. It's just so insane. Yeah. Like where yeah. we put our heart and our art, and it doesn't get the same views as you know something we really just threw up against a wall. And it was like, oh well, that worked. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, what <laughs> I have mm-hmm. a question about since we were talking about what we've learned about ourselves during quarantine, what do you feel like you've discovered anything about yourself, whether it be like a mindset or a hobby or a routine, anything that you want to bring into probably next year when we're done with quarantine fully? Well, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, it's not going to, I don't think be this <laughs> year, but in the next season of life, do you, do, have you found anything that you want to take that you learned about yourself this year into the next season? Hmm. I don't know. I think like, <laughs> I mean, this is stupid, but I've just been like, had so much more time for myself. So I've been like exercising a bunch and I would love to mm-hmm. keep doing that. <laughs> just makes me feel better about myself. And it's lowers anxiety. I know that they, they always said that and I was like, <laughs> whatever. And, but it, it really does. <laughs> so <laughs> that. Yeah. I, I hope to take a lot. I've been doing like a lot of soul searching right now. It's kind of dramatic. I'm like journaling every day and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like discovering so much. But the one thing that I do feel like that my dad actually told me, um, and I believe it's a song lyric. I can't remember what the song is, but it's this song lyric that um, the secret to life is enjoying the passage of time. And I think it's hard for me to do that. Like I have a really hard time just, um, you know, letting, watching the days go by and being content with, you know, just being in life Mm -hmm. and just being. Um, But I think it's something that we can all do our best to learn from. And I'm trying to do that every day. And I would like to do that when life gets busier again. Yeah. Um, You know, just enjoy being. That's so important. Mm -hmm. What have you learned that you want to take 
I think I'm similar to Jack in the way that I am really going deep inside. Like, I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. looked at every crevice of myself. I literally wrote in my journal today, like, do you ever feel, I'm going to read it actually, because it's, it's not like poetic in any way, but I was just like, Ooh, I said, <laughs> I, I like spend yeah. the next hour and a half just reading from the top. I need some inspiration. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Could you? (laughs) I don't even know who I was asking this for, but I said, do you ever feel like you're in a plaster mold of who you thought you were and now you feel confined like you're in a body coffin where you have to crack yourself free from the inside? And then it says the hatching, which is like, I literally feel... Like I felt it in my clavicle and I just felt like, like Kill Bill, you know, when she's like getting out of that coffin with her little hand. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I feel like that truly iconic, maybe love the color yellow. I feel like I had, (laughs) I feel like I'm in a paper mache body sculpture and like there, there's a saying somewhere on the internet that's like life, life ends when it cracks from the outside, but when it cracks from the inside life begins and it was like a little picture of a chicken you know when they like are born yeah. and their life Ooh. starts oh, oh it was it was <laughs> yeah. it was one picture of a, a a chicken hatching out of the shell and then one of like the egg cracking into a pan so it's like internal and external cracking oh. yeah yeah one is beautiful <laughs> one is like exploiting <laughs> but yeah I, I feel like that. I think you're right though I feel like you could also look at it I've been watching, okay, I watch, I don't know what your viewing habits on YouTube are, but mine are freaking super weird. I watch snake YouTubers. And I feel like you could look at it like a snake shedding their skin. You know, you're the same person, um, but you are leaving behind like what does not serve you anymore. And it's hard to figure out right now or try to figure out. Of course, we'll never figure out at all. But what we take with us moving forward and what we can leave behind comfortably. Yeah. I love that so much. I'm going to let it linger before. (laughs) Actually, we'll take a break right now and people can chew on that in their mind. We're going to take a break while Amy and Jack give us an extra piece of advice you can find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram. And we'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Before we get into our caller question, I want to ask one more thing since we were on the topic of quarantine and changing and shedding our snake skin. What (laughs) ways do you feel like you're different today than you were like, I want to say a year ago, but even like one month ago, we'll, we'll say a year. How do you feel wow. like you're different today than you were one year ago? Um, I feel very, very different. I feel much more like in my body than I have ever. I mean, I started therapy in January and that can just really t- change your whole life. I feel much more like scented and much more understanding of my emotions and my responses to things. I think that's great. So. If, if people are interested or scared of therapy, what's something that you've learned in these six months being in therapy that you could tell someone that is kind of on the fence about it? Um, hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like most of the people that I talk to at least aren't afraid of therapy because like, In LA, everyone has a therapist. Even my therapist has a therapist, you know? So (laughs) I I feel like it's it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, It's really important to like look within. And if you want to like live, I don't know. It's definitely made me happier overall, even though it's really hard. I don't know. What did I just say? You said it makes you happier. It's it's hard. It won't be easy. And and that's great. I mean, I think that's absolutely correct. (laughs) Or at least like not not necessarily happier, but just more understanding when I am sadder. Yeah, that's so important. Okay, Jack, what about you? How are you different than you were one year ago? Um, I'm, I think right now I'm, I've been grappling a lot with the future, as I'm sure a lot of us are, because it seems like there is no future right now. Um, and but I'm much less scared of the future. I somehow this is a really feel like this is a silly thing to realize that and like it would mean so much to me. It's silly that it meant so much to me, but I like just realized that I don't have to have my life figured out at 60 like, I don't have to work that out now. Like, 60-year-old me will figure out life for 60-year-old me. And I don't have to worry about that now. For some reason, I never thought about that. I always felt like I had to self- set myself up right now. And I don't. Like, I can, I can, I don't know, future me will figure out future me's problems. And that has been really comforting. Yeah. I've never really thought about it like that. Well, especially because in our culture, I mean, we're taught to kind of think about even like our five-year plan and then our 10-year plan. And when do we want to retire? And Mm -hmm. what's your Roth IRA? What are your 401ks? Like all we've been set up to think we need to set up when really we just need to Mm -hmm. be Day to day, yeah. ask ourselves mm-hmm. kind of what you were say, saying, Amy, it was like being in your body. I've been working on intuitive eating lately of being like, how do I feel right now? Like, what do I, re- what is my body asking for? How hungry am I? And mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, I should eat that. It's like, well, what do I want to eat? And really just like checking in mm-hmm. and even going beyond a diet thing. 
going to like, what does my inner child want? Whenever you feel like you are kind of like fighting with what you should be doing or like what, what the adult version of you would be doing, what's like, what does the little me want? And then you can use, it's almost like you're two people. (laughs) If you were to like bifurcate yourself into a little you and a current you and in like almost like um, a motorcycle sidecar situation, like you're the driver, but (laughs) the little you in the sidecar, it's telling you where they want to go. And then you have Uh the wherewithal, you have the drive, you have the direction in order to make that happen. (gasps) That's a good metaphor, actually. (laughs) Write that down, write that down. In my journal, (laughs) I'm (laughs) hatching. Yeah, I think. Is that your big, your big learning experience this quarantine? Hmm. I think mine would be probably a mixture of what you both said of listening to myself and going in. It's like going in, knock, knock, how you feeling? I hear you. That's been like my internal chatter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just really. Yeah. Really being, because I'm I'm never really alone that much. When I'm back in LA, I do live alone, but I have friends all over all the time. And we had this little quarantine pod after mm-hmm. the stay-at-home order was lifted. And so now I'm in Vermont for a couple weeks before this big job, and I'm truly alone. Like I know no one. The closest thing is, um, I don't know, a country market like five miles away. So there, like I looked, I Googled (laughs) on Google maps and I was like, is there Sephora? And it was like, yeah, in the next state over. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like I can't, there's nothing to really do. So all I can do is just be with myself. I don't watch TV anymore. It's crazy. I know. Well, the the Wi-Fi isn't good enough for TV. (laughs) But I have been watching a lot of YouTube videos of um, learning French. So that's something that's different (gasps) than a year ago. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Enough about me. Let's get to helping someone. We have a question from an 18-year-old person. And here it is. Hi, Megan and guest. Um, I'm 18 years old, and I'm having a lot of trouble with um, loving myself. All my life, I thought I loved myself. My friends would literally tell you that I'm the most confident, independent, and ambitious person they've ever met. Um, I've never had a boyfriend before, let alone a first kiss, but recently, I met this really awesome, sweet dude who made me realize that I actually hate myself so much. Because when I told him that, he asked me why, and I immediately told him because no one would ever love me like that. And he said, you're stupid. You just don't love yourself. That's why you think that. And he was so right, because whenever I want something so bad, I do absolutely anything I can do to get it. But once I get it, I don't want it anymore. Like, for example, my dream growing up was to get the lead role in the Nutcracker, like the um, Clara, and I got it. But I turned it down immediately after I got it. When I told him that, he said, maybe it's because you tell yourself you didn't deserve it. And he was so right. So literally after that, he asked me on a date and I told him I have to love myself first. So basically, my question is, how do you love yourself when you've been belittled your whole life and believe the belittling, if that makes sense? Um, please help me. I really want to go on this date. <laughs> Love a willing to change 18 year old. Thanks. Oh my goodness. So sweet. 
so sad but oh, sweet yeah, so sweet yeah, yeah. Well, the belittling the whole life makes me so sad because it it almost feels like mm-hmm. I mean I don't know the situation of them growing up but is the belittling being done to you or are you also you know exacerbating it because it kind of, I mean to mm-hmm. tell me what you think but in my opinion it the wanting something that you can't have. And when you getting, when you get it, you don't want it anymore. It's I, I, so much comes up for me, but I want to know what you two think. Well, I mean, this is hard. <laughs> I think firstly, I would like to say, I mean, it's incredibly relatable, um, especially at that age. I don't think you should be expected to have your life figured out at 18 um, or really expect much of anything of yourself. I think that's where we run into a lot of problems. At least I say we, but I really mean me, is I expect so much of myself. I have so many expectations. Um, and even when I reach them or when I don't, I'm disappointed because I just want more or something. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, um, I don't know. At a certain point, I think attempting to not expect as much and just observe yourself in the world and notice that you do have a place in the world just by like putting your phone down, delete social media and just like actually like feeling the feelings and the sights in the world. It's you, you can learn a lot and see a lot about yourself just by literally looking outside your window. And I know that sounds like very abstract, but, um, I feel like a lot of it, I'm sure, is probably comparison, comparing yourself to other people too on social media. Get rid of it. Go outside, sit, and just like be with yourself. And over time, you'll learn to enjoy yourself, I think. Yeah, I think that is such good advice of just like really the comparison game, I think, has been detrimental to me personally for so long. I mean, I think all of us, especially with social media, but when, in the beginning, when she said that her friends would tell her that she's the most confident and ambitious person ever, it, it's so crazy. It's almost like body dysmorphia. Like what we put out, we kind of don't know our value until we get validated. It's like us checking all the comments. I'll be like, how did mm-hmm. people perceive me? Am I, am I as funny as I thought I am? Or, or am I like, whatever. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do we need other people to tell us what we already know about or well, maybe we don't know it about ourselves, but that, I don't know, it's kind of hard now that I'm thinking about it. It's like, well, if people are telling you something about yourself that you don't believe, but you are, do you know what I'm saying? Like we can't, we can't perceive that yeah. because our confidence isn't, uh, I don't know, um, available enough to receive it. It's almost like, um, uh, speaking a different language. I was going to say speaking a different love language, but no, let's go actual language. <laughs> it's like, if you, if you understand <laughs> Spanish and someone's speaking English to you, then if you, they could be telling you the best stuff, but you would be like, I no habla inglés. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And maybe that's the same thing of like when, mm-hmm. when there's not, not the confidence isn't built up enough for you to be able to translate, then you just wouldn't receive it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm like a, sorry, Jack, you go for No, it. no, you, you, you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm, ugh, I'm such a little bitch for therapy. So it sounds like there's a lot of like learning 
that that's like ingrained in you if you've been belittled belittled your whole life that you're gonna have to undo and also like loving yourself is gonna take I mean it's probably gonna be like a I mean for all of us isn't that like a lifelong activity so I don't think that you should wait to go on this date yeah go on the day necessarily he sounds he sounds lovely and (laughs) he it sounds like he really like sees and understands you as well so yeah I think sort of like you were saying, Megan, and sort of like harking back to our whole social media conversation about like YouTube, like I think it's a similar thing that this person is saying is like everyone thinks you're so confident and awesome, but you're like at a certain point, if you don't believe that yourself, if that's not coming from a true place of when you look in the mirror and you see yourself and you're like, I'm awesome when no one else is around then it doesn't matter. Like you don't believe it truly. So Mm. I think, yeah, it's just going to be a matter of spending time with just yourself. And I mean, I'm a big extrovert, but like you find your true, true confidence when you are alone, I think. And um, now might be a great time to just like take your thoughts and feelings with weight and, you know, Try and work through them. I mean, therapy also is great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. I think you should go on the date. But can we not be talking about this with people that are interested in us, right? I mean, like we can definitely do the soul searching and the journaling and really being with ourselves. But at the same time, like human connection, I think, is one of the things that helped me with my confidence issues. Because if you're alone with yourself for too long, especially if we have all of these preconceived notions about how we're not good enough, like I, I, there's mm-hmm. got to be some sort of balance. And I, that's why I also think that therapy is so good because you're, you're alone enough to be very honest with someone else, if that makes sense. Like mm. if you go on this date, yeah. I definitely think like, don't put it off. Maybe you don't be, I don't know, get into like a long-term relationship if you don't feel stable because yeah, if you don't love yourself, then you won't be able to love somebody else. But who says you can't learn to love yourself with the help of someone else, right? Mm. Mm. Much to think about, Megan. You make some good <laughs> also, points. <laughs> <laughs> also, I there's like self-deprecating humor is ruining us all (laughs) like you need to stop with negative self-talk and replace that with positive self-talk because if you say all these bad things about yourself then of course you're gonna feel bad about yourself um yeah that's so I want to like I want to go into that actually because I I remember one of the comments was like you need to stop being so hard on yourself you you self-deprecate too much and like you're better than that and I was like, but these are, the, these are funny jokes. Mm. And the thing is, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, everyone listening, but like you can be funny without being self-deprecating. That probably means you're funnier. Mm-hmm. And that's like something that mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. learn because I was, I was like going for the easy joke because I knew it would, it's almost like a sitcom. If you've ever like looked at a sitcom script, it's like a written one. It, every what 15 seconds or something, there needs to be a, a punchline. It's like, well, you don't have to be like that, <laughs> especially on YouTube when people really want authenticity. But I was like, oh, this is an easy joke. I, I'll have a laugh here. I'll have a laugh there. And it was always like, and sometimes I wouldn't even believe it. Like after a while, sometimes I did believe the self-deprecating jokes and it made me worse. 
And sometimes I would just say it for the joke mm. and it wouldn't feel good because I was lying. Like, and I, I knew it. Like sometimes I think I remember one off the top of my head of being like, I'm such a mess. And it's like, well, I'm actually not a mess. And so that's not funny. <laughs> like it might be funny to someone else to be like, you know, like, oh, relatable. But like, I'm not relatable because I'm lying. Like I'm not a mess r- right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all are a mess in our own yeah. ways. But like in the way that I was mentioning it, it was just like, oh, this is just like such low hanging fruit and I'm better than this self. All that to say, mm-hmm. I'm on the train with you of self-deprecating jokes are are not welcome as much as they used to in my world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can do the opposite with almost the same reaction too. Like you can overly hype yourself up, which is sort of the same because it's an exaggeration of who you are and it's a joke about you. But in the end, it still hypes you up a little bit, you <laughs> yeah. know, instead of being like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so messy. You could be like, oh my God, I'm just like the most organized person in the whole world. And like, I just can't organize myself enough. And it's just like, like Mari, like, uh, like Marie Kondo would love to have what I have, you know? And it's just like, it ends up making yourself feel less like a punchline, but more of just um, an exaggeration, which I think yeah, is better. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great advice. Um, what about if anyone is listening? Oh, actually, we're not done with this question. I was like going to jump right back into YouTube videos. Um, so <laughs> she said in the end, her, her basically her question is, how do you love yourself when you've be, been belittled your entire life? Um, yeah, we had said be with yourself and, um, and really go within. I, and I also, in self-deprecating jokes, like cut them out. I think those are, are good Is there something more practical? I think because self-deprecating jokes, cutting them out is practical. What's like one more thing? I like to like always give like three practical ways of doing something because so many people, you know, have like these flighty Mm -hmm. concepts, which are nice in theory, but it's like, well, how do I fucking put that into my life? Like, what do I actually do? Do you have any other? I I mean, I think a great place to start is finding a new tribe of people that doesn't self-deprecate or, you know, belittle you. Like, find your community online, you know, Um, and or in person. And there are lots of people who will care for you. Good friends don't belittle each other, period. It doesn't sound to me like her friends are belittling her. It sounds like they're, like, gassing her up by saying that she's the funniest person ever. So if it's, like, in people who you live with or like in your family or whatever that are doing that, then maybe be like, Hey, I don't like when you do this, this and that. And my answer stays therapy. Yeah. That, that is, <laughs> that is a good answer. practical um, piece of advice. Yeah. When people, I feel like I had someone earlier today was talking to me about how they felt trampled over in a relationship of theirs because their boundaries were getting crossed and I'd asked if they had set the boundaries with the other person aside from like internally. And it's so funny because when mm-hmm. we feel like we are resentful or we feel like people are trampling over us, it's probably because we set boundaries in our minds being like, they will not step on me like that. Or like, I won't let them talk to me like that. But then when they do that, because they don't know the boundary, we're the ones that are letting them cross the boundary because we haven't done anything. Yeah. Be communicative. Right. 
So I think that's such a good one. Like the next time someone does belittle you or even has like a microaggression of belittling you, like that's your chance to go, hey, I actually want to talk to you about that. And then be honest and tell them like how Mm -hmm. that makes you feel and ask a question of moving forward. Like in the future, my, um, what I ask of you is to not say these things or what I would love it if you would not do that. Or like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you have a conversation with someone, especially mm-hmm. a hard conversation, bringing it up is the hard part, but that's just the entryway. And then after you bring it up, you have to mm-hmm. ask something before they move on because then it's just like, okay, we talked about that, but how do I navigate these like weird waters? Like you're 18 years old and I've been telling you X, Y, and Z your entire life. And now, now there's like an issue. It's like, mm-hmm. well, no, there's always been And an maybe issue. explain like why you can be like, it really affects my, my self-talk, yeah. you know? So instead of like, cause people will be like, oh, I'm joking or like, oh, whatever. It's, I mean, that's a big one. It's like, oh, I was just kidding. And it's like, okay, I don't find mm-hmm. that funny. It actually really hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intention Stop. aside, yeah, you know? this yeah. hurts my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, one last super easy thing, especially like I know, you know, not everyone can afford therapy and or it's hard sometimes when you're young to like take that first step, which, you know, if you can, I would definitely say go. But a really good practical thing that I do think also works is picking a mantra. Like I know that this person said like they don't feel like they're deserving of, um, you know, love and all this you know, I think a great mantra for you might just be, I am deserving. And just saying that Mm. over and over again, even if you don't believe it, because I do think eventually you will. Like you fake it till you make it. And that is a real, real thing that I have learned from. Yeah. I mean, our bodies are listening. So I'm on board with that. Okay. The last section of the pod, before you go back to watching snake videos... Is called. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> also, like, what happens in these videos? They just the snake shed, or what? I mean, <laughs> they hold the snake. They tell you about um, the species of snake and their behavior. You know, oh, they, it's informative. Some some of them, they yeah, it's very informative. Like some of them do like breeding videos, so you like see snakes coming out of their eggs. It's really whoa. Check out Snake Discovery on YouTube. It's the most informative and relaxing channel. Jack, you should get a snake. <laughs> well, I'm I will be doing it. that immediately. This <laughs> <laughs> okay. last section is called Tip Jar, three words only. Um, I'm going to read a suggestion that was sent to us, and we have to give one piece of advice roundtable um, using only three words. So the example that I like to give is if the suggestion was Los Angeles, my three words of advice would be check parking signs. Okay. Okay. Uh, mine would be watch your back. <laughs> Jack, do you have one for Los Angeles? Sorry. Okay. Get out of there. <laughs> That's okay. good. So our first, our first suggestion is pandemic. What are three words of advice for pandemic? Ugh. Wear a mask. Mm. How about that? How about that? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, that was like if Family Feud was, uh, (laughs) if this was Family Feud, that would be the first ding would be wear a mask. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I just won this game. There's no no reason to go on, but we will. 
<laughs> Three words only for pandemic. I think mine, mine would be treat yourself. <gasps> Is yourself to one word though? It can be. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. <laughs> treat yourself. Treat Jack. yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. I haven't thought I was listening to yours. So let me think about <laughs> Yourself is still one word. Okay. Treat yourself today. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, oh man. Oh, I think I'm going to go. Um, I don't know. So much is going in on in my brain, but I think I'm going to say, let it be because I feel like not, it's not your, not your circus, not your monkeys right now. You know, like if this is, mm-hmm. that's going on over there, cool. Let it be. Um, unless it's, you know, like fighting for change, then don't let it be. But like with your body, with like mm-hmm. the, the, your thought that you need to be productive hundred percent of the time, um, emails that you think you need to get to right away. Like many things are not an emergency. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to work out that day, let it be. You want to eat five gallons of pasta? Mm-hmm. Probably uh, too much, but let it be. You can do that. Like do what you want. Okay. Next. What's a gallon? I mean, I've done it. Um, okay. Three words only for anxiety. Three words only. Um, okay. Stay in yeah, present. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to say stay in the present, but you know, <laughs> we got to cut only. some of the. Yeah. Okay. Stay mm-hmm. in present. I like mm-hmm. that. I think it's usually okay. <gasps> Just a reminder. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, um, all five senses. Whenever you're feeling anxious, check in with all of your five senses. What can you see? What can you smell? What can you taste? What can you touch? What can you hear? And that'll help ground you into mm-hmm. your body and hopefully turn off the fight or flight response enough to sit with what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Last one is birthdays. Is it one of your birthdays soon? Has it been? Will it be? It was just Jack's. <gasps> Happy birthday. Jack's, Jack just had a birthday. And Amy surprised me. She drove down from LA and surprised me. <gasps> In San Diego. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I have my three, my three words for my, oh my, for my birthday. I, I have the same oh, ones. Same time. Time. Should, oh, we on? <laughs> Should we say it at the same yeah. time? <laughs> no, wait, I just get that mine is different than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Count us One, in. One, two, three. Wait, what? We, we did, did shrooms. shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How'd it go? We did. We did. It was cute. It was, it was so fun. Awesome. Honestly, try it. I mean, I don't know. I think did you have that, any... Um, if you're interested. Was it... If you're interested, was it um, like just like beauty, beauty nature, or did you guys like go internally and learn stuff about yourself? Yes, both. Very internal, I think. Very internal. I mm. cried and laughed a ton. 
like the whole day. Oh. It was just a yo-yo of like laughing and crying. Yeah. I think what we it both so learned, fun. a good thing we both learned was about our inner beauty. Speaking about loving yourself, Ooh. like mm-hmm. the the most beautiful time where everyone is beautiful is like when you are so truly yourself and laughing at your truest laugh. Like, mm. and mm. yeah, it doesn't matter what like you look like. Accepting yourself now. Yeah. Like you Not are like, I'll accept myself when I'm five pounds lighter. It's like, no, no, this is where we are now. So it's, yeah, it's all good. And we are pretty yeah. when we feel mm-hmm. good. You're at your prettiest when you're your happiest. Oh my God. If that's not like the sign up for shrooms, like that sounds beautiful. (laughs) 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 The motto and tagline and campaign. Happy birthday. I'm so glad you guys had such a beautiful time. That's, oh my God. When you feel the most yourself, it's like, and some people are there all the time, not all the time, but you know, people that can like really be there. I am the first to say I'm not there right now but I'm on the way. Like I would love to be just so true and authentic that I don't care about what other people are thinking. I can laugh. A lot of times like I feel like an outcast or I feel like I have like gaps in my knowledge and stuff. And like, how beautiful is it for those small moments in our life where we can feel like we are showing up for exactly who we are and we have nothing to apologize about, but only everything to celebrate. That's such a beautiful feeling. Wow. That was sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Okay, so those, so are your three words only the same thing or Jack is yours? Do some shrooms and. Ours was, we did shrooms. Um, Mm. Mine was, but yeah, I I would say, um, I I, I would say do some shrooms. I, I, I stand, stand by, by it. it. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's my truest yeah, form. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, what even is a birthday? It's like, it's not real. It's time a- time isn't real. How about that? <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, really it's an excuse, excuse to celebrate. <gasps> yeah. Just mm, have fun, baby. Good. Have fun, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. That's a good one. We have so um, many. Okay. <laughs> birthdays in quarantine. Let's, I'm going to do mine on that. Cause I, also, I mean, I, we will all have a birthday in quarantine. Mine was in March and it was in quarantine. So I think anyone else, this is going to be, oh, is your, no. your Scorpio. That means you are. You know, November. everything. I literally <laughs> I know you do. one interview and I got all of this information. <laughs> <laughs> amazing super informative um yeah november likely you will maybe have a quarantine birthday as well i am i'm positive that i'll be having a quarantine birthday (laughs) okay um okay so a tip on a quarantine birthday um okay i'm gonna make up a third word uh by just pushing two together and i'm gonna say do what (laughs) you want and that's Y A W A O N T. Do what you want. Yeah, I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, heard of it. <laughs> okay. I think that's great advice. Anyone that's having a birthday coming up, you're welcome for this advice. I think those are good birthday tips. I mean, I think we did a good job on all of the tips. Thank you both for being here and being vulnerable and open. And I think that. This is really helpful, especially in a time of uncertainty. This is very, very sweet. 
Thanks for having us Thank on. Thank you for having us. Fun. It's been awesome. You guys have your own podcast. Um, tell everybody where they can find you and listen to it and everything ever. Please listen to Dating Straight. We're actually going to have Megan on and it's going to be the complete opposite of this episode. <laughs> this episode was like wholesome and sweet. And we're going to like go in about, you know, dating and I cannot such. wait. Yeah. we. So check it out. If you want good <laughs> advice, stick to this podcast. If you love bad <laughs> advice, come over yes. to ours because we know nothing. <laughs> I love it. Nothing. We're and we'll be honest about it. Higher spectrum. This is good. <laughs> Listen to both of these podcasts <laughs> all the time and you're set. Yes. Yes. Done so and listen done. To dating straight. <laughs> dating straight. If you listening have a sticky situation or a burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age and we'll give you the most we can with what we have at the time of recording. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in and we'll see you next week on two weeks from now on Just a Tip. Bye. 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 <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast. 